friends, and welcome to my niche podcast about the one thing I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Before we get started, uh, there's been something on my mind right now. I, I was watching a couple days ago promos for, for Game Show Network back in the day, and there's this famous one in 2001 where it's a bunch of people looking at televisions and they keep shouting botulism, 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 to which the contestant on the screen says salmonella. And five seconds into this video, because it's on YouTube, I, I see this guy who who's like pretending to, I guess, be like a army private or something because he's in a barrack. And he looks an awful lot like that Chris Evans guy, you know, Captain America. So I, 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 I can't confirm it yet but i would like to at least start the rumor that that was indeed chris evans because this was 2001 and another teen movie came out so hey folks check it out captain america himself chris evans uh he is associated in world of game shows at least in my mind i can't wait for this piece of knowledge to be stolen and then used on say a late night talk show where like a jimmy shows a clip to chris evans so he can promote avengers endgame but ha 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 look at you in 2001 you were so young <laughs> so funny uh anyway uh yeah max is gonna show up uh later today max mayer of mitch live and a bunch of other great projects and uh i guess it's time for the news espn yes espn that's why i'm telling you this uh, is reporting on our good buddy James Holzhauer. The 34-year-old from Illinois won $106,181 during the episode that aired Tuesday, making it the second highest total on a single day in the popular game show's 35-year history. The highest single day mark is $110,914, which Holzhauer set on April 9th, which was last week on the nose. So his current balance is right now at $566,660, and he's still uh, playing Jeopardy right now. Uh, that means he has an amazing streak going on. He is the second highest Jeopardy earner in terms of a streak. Uh, everyone knows the, the top winner is currently Ken Jennings. So uh, it, it's time to see if we have a new Ken Jennings on our hand with this James fellow. Uh, and the story continues, and I say keep watching Jeopardy, because, like I said, this is the... Jeopardy is the is the ambassador for game shows to anywhere else, and someone like James is kind of like a once-in-a-decade in character. Uh, to compare it to, say, NBA players, this is like your Kobe Bryant. This is your LeBron James. That one, that one basketball player that, that celebrates a decade of, of the game... And this decade, it's James's. Uh, so congratulations, James, for winning so far. Let's hope that streak continues and you can break that million-dollar barrier. Speaking of sports, uh, that's right. Scott Logowski, of, formerly of HQ, is now going to be hosting a Major League Baseball show dubbed Change Up. Scott uh, sent this tweet out. This is a huge long tweet, and I'm going to try my best to do my best Scott impression for this. <clears throat> a message to my HQDs. About three weeks ago, I announced that I had taken a new job hosting a new whip-around baseball show called Change Up on Days in USA. 
As a lifelong baseball fan, it was a dream opportunity that I simply couldn't pass up. Sadly, it wouldn't be possible for me to continue hosting HQ, concurrently as I had hoped. And because I wasn't given the courtesy of a farewell show, please allow me to use this thread to say all the things I would have said on my final broadcast. It took a surprisingly small team of superhumanly talented people to get HQ off the ground, and took all of you quizzing with me night after night to shoot into the stratosphere. Nothing made me prouder than watching the viewer count grow from two digits to two commas. I will forever be indebted to my former colleagues who created and supported this innovative platform that allowed my face and voice to reach millions of people around the world. And there will always be a special place in my heart for my HQDs all across the HQ universe. Thank you for the outpouring of kind tweets and messages. I shall humbly remain your quiz daddy emeritus, and I look forward to getting down to the nitty-gritty and getting this new show, hashtag changeup, on the road, M slash F, 7 slash 10 p.m. ET, alongside all-star Aiden Navarak. Stay savage, and hashtag LGM. So Russ, use of POF is a currency of HQ, and that, that was the cons for the split of Scott to HQ. Uh, I'm going to be a firm believer and think that Scott uh, moving on to the MLB Network is a great uh, decision for him. I know HQ was something that he loved, uh, but if he, if it's something that he's passionate about, which was baseball, go for it. And I'm glad he, he's, he's moving on to something a little better. Uh, the issue is going to be, was Scott the real, real like jewel of HQ, or was it the trivia in questions? For many people, they will say it is Scott. So this is going to be a weird change of pace to see what happens with the new HQ with new hosts and their prize tree. Uh, so so this could very well change the fabric of the phone home game. But currently, they have a new host in the form of Matt Richards. According to Russ, he confirms to a TechCrunch article that the company ran a survey monkey survey to its top players. And they voted that Matt Richards, a comedian who appeared on Two Broke Girls and Nickelodeon School of Rock, and is a voiceover host for Trivial Takedown on Fuse, actually rated higher than Scott. So he's excited to have Matt Richards as his new primetime host, and is putting out offers for more celebrity guests to host for a few shows, a few weeks, or even a whole season of one of its time slots. I, I don't know what this is going to do. Uh, this is still confusing to me, but uh, best of luck to Scott. Uh, welcome to the family, Matt. And let's see what happens with the HQ universe. Uh, and if if the the phone game is is not your speed, and you can't wait for the summer, great news! ABC just released their schedule for the ABC Summer Fun and Games block. So let's take it away. On Sunday, June 9th, get ready to see all of your favorite celebrities. Say the word penis in front of comedian Steve Harvey. As on 8 p.m., there's an all-new Celebrity Family Feud. At 9 p.m., get ready to join Michael Strahan as he welcomes a pair of celebrities and their civilian partners as they name things from a list for the right to enter the winner's circle and be strapped into a chair 
and try and say things a trash can might say for the right to win $100,000 on the $100,000 pyramid. At 10 p.m., it's Anthony Anderson from Blackish and his mom, Doris, as they have a hilarious team of celebrity panelists try to figure out the fake news as three people show up, but two are bluffing and one is sworn to tell the truth. It, it's to tell the truth, if you were forgetting. So to recap, 8 p.m. is Celebrity Family Feud, 9 p.m. $100,000 Pyramid, and 10 p.m. To Tell the Truth, which I think is not that bad of a block. Uh, they're all celebrity-focused, obviously, because Celebrity Family Feud is playing for charity. $100,000 Pyramid has the civilians with the contestants. And then To Tell the Truth is just all celebrity contestants. But hey, you know what? That's fascinating. And you know, those are all returning favorites, so they already have a track record of providing fun television. But that's not all. If you've been following along, you will know that there is new shows debuting, and that will be debuting on Wednesday, and here they are. The Summer Fun and Games doesn't stop on Sunday, as Wednesday, June 12th brings you three more game show classics. At 8 p.m., it's the most exciting game of their lives, as three contestants compete against each other and against that fun-loving whammy in the quest for big bucks in their brand new bonus round, it's Press Your Luck. At 9 p.m., it's not the game show hosted by Jordan. It's Joel McHale hosted, not Jordan. It's it's the higher, lower card game, Card Sharks. Yeah. And at 10 p.m., Alec Baldwin once again forgot what he signed up for as he's hosting another season of the Laugh Out Loud fill-in-the-blank game show, Match Game. It's so funny, you will blank yourself. So on June 12th, that's at 8 p.m. Press Your Luck, 9 p.m. Card Sharks, and 10 p.m. Match Game. Oh, and it says here that Holy Moly will debut June 13th at 8 p.m. Oh, all right then. When I started this game show podcast, I had no idea where it would end up. I was a lonely person with little to no people willing to talk to me about game shows. I thought I was going to be done after the first three episodes. I was inspired to do this by two other niche podcasts, Doughboys and Podcast The Ride. Doughboys has a recurring gag where they haven't reviewed McDonald's yet, the ultimate chain restaurant. And Podcast The Ride was famous for a 19-part series called The Citywalk Saga, looking at every piece of Hollywood's Universal Studios CityWalk. So when I started this, inspired by them, I decided to do my own series. A 110-part series looking at every pricing game from The Price is Right, with the end goal being to review The Price is Right, the hallmark of game shows. And today is that day. Because for my counts, we are now at... 23. We aren't even halfway through. Not even a quarter of the way through that segment. But it's okay. Because this is the never-ending game show marathon called Game Shows, I Suppose. And I have an idea. The Price is Right will be discussed. But not the one that people might know. No Big Wheel. No Drew Carey. Or even Bob Barker. 
We are instead going back to 1956 in one Bill Cullen and taking a look at the original Goodson-Todman concept based on auctions and retail pricing. The price is right. And my guest to talk about it? Somebody who is like Mike Mitchell, Nick Weiger, Jason Sheridan, Mike Carlson, and Scott Gardner all rolled into one. The very talented Max Mayer. I would tell him to come on down, but that's not for another decade. So instead, let's turn the tables. With me on the line is professional gamer from Bazizio Gaming and the drum master of the official MLB, the Mitch Lab Band, Mr. Max Mayer. Oh, Jordan, Mr. Haas, thank you for having me. This this is such a fun episode because I just I, I love Mitch Live and I'm a big fan of, of your rock you, you rock man on on the, on the Mitch Live Band. You know I'm, I'm not going to throw shade at Cassidy because I'm pretty sure he might be listening to this. Uh, he doesn't rock quite as hard as I do. I understand that. But he's like the he's he's like the he's he's kind of like the Ed McMahon. You you are you're the Quest Love. You are the one shaking I'm the your Quest head. Love. You're looking. I at, like when Mitch he looks over at me and I say. No, no. Or I'll say, yes, yes. Good. Keep it up. Yeah. And you you are the voice of the audience and a very professional gamer over at Bazizio Gaming. Oh, thank you. I Yeah. I try and keep it as pro as possible over there. You, try you, and keep those streams very exciting for the people. You are aware the game show co- podcast called Games, I suppose it's about game shows, not video games, right? Yes, and that's going to be a problem, but a problem that I can deal with for now. All right. So when when I first like thing was like I think that one of the first or second Bazizio streams, I was like promoting the Jack Allison episode, and then you, <laughs> and I think Maddie was just like just confused by it, going, "Yeah, I heard Jordan has a game show podcast. That's really cool." Well, I go I, on there. I, I I think I think that you probably thought we were being insincere, but uh, uh, both me and Maddie like game shows, <laughs> and also we, we 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 love everybody in that fucking chat. So it's like we we you know we we like celebrating all that. But this, as it turns out, uh, is pretty cool, and and so is your your stream. It is a fun little thing. Uh, Max shows up from time to time to show up there. Uh, I'm not on the I'm not a professional Bazizio gamer, unfortunately, but I have gone the word that I, we do have a partnership. We it's it's kind of like an affiliate oh status God. thing where it's kind of like you know I can promote their things, they can promote my things, but I'm not like in the universe kind of situation. Well, in my heart, you are in the universe. So whoever is signing the big contracts up at the top of, at Bazizio, I'm not going to say that I agree with them. Well, well, you know, well, you're. I'm, they might hear this. I don't want you to get that okay. blasted. That's true. Because uh, I mean, like Maddie, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Yeah, we don't want we don't want any. So we're. I mean, I mean, they keep go, a tight leash. Go to shop.bazizio.com. Use Jordan Ten at checkout. Get ten percent off your order. Wonderful mugs. Which apparently you didn't get a mug. That's something we learned last night. We you get never me got a, a mug. mug, guys. If you're listening. Mitch Live, get me a fucking mug. Excuse me. Give, no, you can give him a fucking mug. God damn it. Give him a mug. 
waiting Matt, for my Maddie mug. Maddie gave him pizza. Like at least the least you can do is give a mug. Give me a mug so I can re- drink something down with that pizza. Exactly. I think they'll hook. I think they'll hook me up. I wish they should. And, and and if you've never seen Mitch live, it is a crazy exciting late night talk show that happens. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, with Mike Mitchell of Doughboys, Birthday Boys, and Bazzizio Gaming as well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it does happen every... And I can't wait for the next episode. Which I've heard is... Um... Oh, it's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time this episode comes up, I'm pretty sure the next episode has already aired. Just, just throwing it out there. I'm pretty sure the I hope so. Would have already aired. Uh, it is basically... You s- fan... <laughs> My my friend Van snatches uh-huh. Mitch from his house, and then he hosts a late night talk show. He has no clue about the jokes. He doesn't know who the guests are. We try and get celebrity guests, and they re- the, the producers deliver on that. The, the guests are good, and the show is good. I I almost never toot my own my own horn on you know my own life or anything that I do, but this is good. Check it out. It's a really anyway, good project. You have been a part of it for so long here, too. I like, really have. For, like, for 10 years, I guess, or something. Like, you are part of the music group. You Look, it really is. I'm telling you, a late, like, imagine the... It's, like, a part underground, because start at UCB and all this. But it is just a phenomenal show that's now on Twitch. Normally, this was, like, a back section. You had to pay tickets and do all... I mean, you still pay tickets. Come see the show. Yeah, and the wait, wait in line at midnight, yeah. But but here it's now like free on Twitch. You go to Twitch, you can watch it, you can see Mike Mitchell that basically be cool. slightly miserable because he doesn't know improv singing. <laughs> <laughs> you would think after ten years he would know the beat by now. <laughs> yeah, what well, we and we play this like terrible uh, song for like this good night song, and he always has to sing along, and he's always looking over like let's wrap it up, and I'm like, well, we're kind of in the middle of the the, the section though, you know, we're going to have to finish up the song when we say so, so he, he keeps on singing, and, and <laughs> he's very uncomfortable when he does it, and it's, uh, it's fantastic. It is a phenomenal show, it is, tr- tr- I'm a fan of late night shows, I've watched Gefford, I've watched uh, the special, Mitch Live has a place in my heart. One, because all these funny people who I've gone to know now for, like, months. And two, because there is this level of sanity, of controlled chaos that I love. And now that there's interaction with Twitch, I can't think of any other late-night talk show that actually has this interaction. Yeah, that is really fun. That is super fun. And, and the reason I like Mitch Live is that interaction with the audience and the viewer. And that's kind of why I like game shows. That's kind of, I will admit, that's kind of the interaction between the viewer and the and the show we watch. Which is why, which is for some of our reason, we had that same interaction with tonight's game show. Perfect segue, Jordan. It was... Sorry. It is The Price is Right. Now, I've, I've, I've promised listeners i'm not talking about the price is right until i finish my 110 part series looking at every pricing game on the price is right that is true we're not talking wow. about the new price is right with bob barker or drew carey we're ta- we're going way way back we're going straight to the bill colon era the original 1956 era price is right and this show was all the rage you're saying this show this was was, was- the, everybody watched this show. What it was not, you know, modern prices right is is popular, but this show was like, what, what is a, you know, 
it, it, it was a cult phenomenon. What was that? Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes, who it wants was. to be now, a millionaire? It must have been like that. Millionaires kind of say it was sixty-four thousand dollars question because that was like tr- trivia questions and bigger, bigger money. Um, right. But but because the quiz show scandals, because twenty-one sixty-four thousand dollars question, all of those had basically been halted or canceled because we don't trust it. Right. There's really no way to kind of rig the prices right. And the Goodson Todman group, they kind of had a squeaky clean representation. Like they didn't really, they were very clear and crystal. And they kind of were like the first to say, if you need standards and practices, come on over. We don't tell people how much things are. How can you rig the prices right? Right. Wow. So they, they really, they, they really outsmarted that the whole scandal. They said, we're going to be in business. We're in business. Maybe. So while all those shows left, and they were going on, like they were, it's game shows in the 50s. Like that was still like their daytime thing is Password and all this. This show would become, there's a daytime format, just like pri- Password in the primetime format. We watched the primetime version from January 1960. It's a really crazy episode. And you had no clue who Bill Cullen is. I know who Bill Cullen is. He is a timeless game show legend. He is a top tier game show host. He has hosted so many game shows. Wow. Like Child's Play, for instance. He hosts What's My Line. He is like a substitute host on all sorts of game shows. Joker's Wild Pyramid? is one of my favorite CEOs. Do you ever do Pyramid? He has done Pyramid. Oh my god, alright. Bill Cullen, He's I a freaking legend. For, for Pyramid, I believe. Yeah, yeah. there we go. The $25,000 Pyramid episode. I will link proof. that to you right there. Oh my god, I'm looking at the proof. <laughs> yes. There it is. I, I, He's done it all. He is a game show icon and game show god. Like he has hosted, you name it. He's probably has hosted or guest hosted or probably had and a I, I house party where he hosted a it. Smack on him. I was talking a little smack on him. I didn't. Oh yeah, no! But I didn't give him the the due respect. You give him the due respect, but you know what though? I understand where you're coming at from them because on this one, he did have a little bit of a smart ass attitude. Uh, the first item up for bids was a car. Now we'll get to the rules in just a second, but the car did not start. <laughs> So the model was basically freaking the hell out in the most glorious improv moment I could ever think of. Yeah, uh, and not a good, not a good ad for that car company, which was like Midget Motors. Yes, I wonder why they didn't fucking last. Sixty-five miles to the gallon. Good luck. Yeah, wait a minute. Sixty. It's at sixty-five miles to the. The, the Prius doesn't do that. What's going on? And then and, and it didn't work. And we've never heard of Midget Motors. That, that, that something and, and something's a smart not ass attitude. Up. Bill Cullen would go, "Well, the car we will give you will have a motor in it." Yeah, that was actually very funny. And I, I, outside of that, though, he did seem a little surly. He was a, he, and I actually liked that. And maybe that was more. Uh, uh, he's an asshole, but one that you kind of—he's kind of one that you do like. Like, there's not right, a lot of, right, right, like, right. Like Baldwin's an asshole you don't like. Oh, kind of you, almost like Letterman. Yes, except, you know what? That's perfect. Yeah. He's a Letterman before he's, Letterman. He's, he's a little more surly than David Letterman because he didn't have quite the same uh, sense of humor. But but he but stern but but likable. Yes, you're right. So the, here's how the rules work. Unlike the prices, right that you know and love. You've heard of the one bid. If you don't know what the one bid is on the prices right regular, oh when the contestants God. come on down, they are shown an item up for bids. And it's, you know, like a bicycle or an iPad or or stove oven. And they have to bet how much that is without going over. And that's, you know, your 1,000, 1,300, 400, 1,301. Mm. Mm. 
on this show. Thirteen oh one. Yes. That one dollar or the one dollar bid. One dollar. That one bid has been just wreaking havoc for years. Yes, that one dollar bid. What we saw in the first round was they had the car and someone bid thirteen hundred. Thirteen oh one. This was a 1960s episode, so for over like fifty years, and that years, person, of course, I, just won. They for, and she won the biggest prize of the episode by like an insane prize. She got a car and a house. Damn it! Yeah, can half we, can, a century can we of that? one dollar over things. So she oh wins the car. God. Well, no, first, well, first. They all overbid, and Bill Cullen said, I will read the name, but I won't because you all overbid, and just, like, like almost Ooh. in, like, a big, angry tone, like, you fuckers, like. I'd like to, I'd like to help you guys out here, but you're too stupid, and it's not even worth my time. I would help I'm you Bill out. Bill Cullen. You know, I should know. So I'll tell you what I I'll do. I want to, but I can't because you're too stupid. All right. So in the original format, if you all overbid, none of you win the prize. But for this one off, I guess, because primetime and because it's a fucking huge bonus prize, they decided to race the bids, please. Please bid less than the than the like the one thousand dollars. And it was classic, like prices right classic. Like if you know the price right you seen, it was that. It was that and it has been that for sixty years now. Um and it was almost you know what? I liked seeing it. It's like an old friend. And of course she won. She won. She so won. So they then they rang that bell. Now on the on this version, there is no pricing game. There is no you come on up, you play a game. Cause cause in this version, it's play with all four players for the duration of the show. One's a returning champion like Jeopardy. The other three are pulled from the audience before the game. Which is something that has shown up in in modern prices right you know that come on down thing i like that you know it gives you the 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 one who wins you say okay i'm gonna watch next week i want to see what happens to that person and then you get fresh blood get them in everybody gets a chance and these three are random they represent all of us watching at home and that's partially why they kind of saved themselves in the game show scandals because there's no clear way of saying how can we rig it it was all random choice this is the people who came on down. These are the contestants we selected. That's yes, it. That's it. So Keep when the bell clean. rang, bingy, 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 bing, bing. Bing. Ma- Max was wondering what the hell was that? Was that just like a winning tune? Like they won the prize? No. But, there's a bonus. In addition to winning the car, because, you know, normally on the prices, right? You know, you win the car. That's it. See you next act. No, no, no. We're not done with you yet. You've won the car. But the first 65,000 miles are on us because we're giving you 1,000 gallons of gasoline. Oh, yeah. They, and then they bring up the pump and they say, this is even how uh, it looks like. And then... Uh, then they uh, rang the bell again. <laughs> and they're like, and then they rang that bell again. I have three keys. One's for the ignition. One's for the doors. And this one is for your new house. Park that car at this new house. And... Uh, a little crazy. She like did the one dollar bid trick, and then she got like a car and a house and a crazy amount of gasoline, and uh, all for seemingly no reason. Like it just seemed like it was going to be the car, which is a crazy way to start, by the way. But anyway, you start the show off with winning the car on modern prices, right? That's kind of how the show ends. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it. This is, but this was prime time, I guess. This is but, prime time. She, 
truly fantastic. I mean, what a spectacle for people at home to be like, holy shit. What the Holy hell? Shit. That's and, fantastic. And this, was a, and this is, I, I would say, this is like one of the more tamer versions of that. They had right. an elephant once. They oh had, my god! They had a, a marching band drum on, and <laughs> they had a. They once had a bonus prize being you go to Israel to film a shoot. Oh, what the hell? Okay. Like, like no, like it was kind of like the joke was like, okay, you're you got fashion gown, like you won the outfit. But we want to treat you like a celebrity, so we gotta get you dressed for the occasion. And here's your car, and here's some jewelry. And now you're gonna be an extra in this movie. Oh, that is bizarre. And uh, you gotta but fly that's, out. That's to really this. fun. That's really fun and very strange. It is, but that's what I think is the appeal of this Prize Is Right compared to. Yes, definitely. Is the prizes are not typical prizes I could ever think of. Wow. Like, like it follows the usual, you know, car, boat, trip. But that ring-a-ding-ding noise happens, and then suddenly it's like, and uh, here's like 5,000 uh, rice-a-roni packs. I don't know. So after <laughs> the first one where we saw a lady spot. win a house and a car and some gasoline, uh, we were introduced yeah. to the viewer showcase. Now, the showcase that we see on The Price is Right proper is the final round, the big bonus the two people compete. They have their own respective showcases. Here's a laptop computer, a treadmill, and a car. Or here's a trip, a trip, and a trip. Right. You got to get closest to your showcase without going over. In the Price is Right Colin era, that was considered a home viewer sweepstakes. You were shown seven items, and you had to send a postcard. You, the viewer at home, sent a postcard with how much you think all of it costs to the nearest penny. And if you were closest or exactly right, you would win. If there was a tie, you would have to go get basically telegram your guess on one of the items. And if you were the closest without going over or you got exactly right, you would win all the items. So they were playing the prices this, right with you, the viewers at home. This is this is a precursor to Mitch Live. <laughs> well, if you donate five hundred, took gems, a little longer. Yeah, yeah, it took a little. So a little, little different, but it was the precursor. It was the first form of Mitch Live, actually. You just need the kidnap Mike Mitchell, have him get on items. <laughs> well, no, 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 guys, no, no, we might listen to this. We might steal some bits. We don't know. Oh yeah, well, that's just that interaction with the viewers. You know, like you tell us what's going to happen with the show. It is, and that's. <laughs> And probably the same reaction, that same, oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So after they showed off the showcase, the second item was for a hutch. And it was like a nice hutch that you would see with nice wood. And they played that. Yeah, it was a big piece of, it was a big hunking piece of wood. And it was going for bids that were more than the car. Now, while they did the $1 bid on the first part, this time around, if all the classic roll the price is right, which was an auction format, this is where it was going at. So minimum bid was like fifty bucks, and then if you wanted to bid higher than that, you had to bid in fifty dollar increments. So then right. it'd be one hundred. The next person won fifty, then two hundred, then two fifty. Then you can go up higher, like four hundred dollars to four fifty to five hundred dollars to six hundred to seven fifty. If you think it's it's you're going you're getting way too much, you say freeze. You freeze your score, which I thought was a good rule in play. To prevent yourself from having that one dollar overlay, they needed something. For some reason, it was allowed in round one, but and then they to. took it away. I guess. 
either way, she still won. <laughs> <laughs> then we move on to the third item, which was a big honkin' sailboat. Oh, yeah. Big honkin' sailboat was won by someone else, and then they ring-a-ding-dinged, and they had a mini-game where they had longitude, latitude, and temperature, and they had to figure out which trip they get a bonus to. Whatever number you pick, that's where you go. Kind of reminds me of a round from Are You the Knowledge Lords? Oh. Where you see Maddie gave their contestants one of five questions that they wanted to gamble. They One of them was easy. The other four were difficult. Right. Now, on this version, one of them was a joke answer, and other four were really good prizes. Yeah, there was one bad joke, and there were four great prizes. One of the, and the joke was 140 degree temperature. That was the steam room at a hotel. Yay! <laughs> okay. But she won a trip to Monte Carlo. No, Casablanca. <laughs> Casablanca. Yeah, Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> right at the peak of a movie. Humphrey Bogart. Play it again, Sam. Max. <laughs> Sam and Max. Good video We're gonna game. We're going to hit the road. We're going to hit the road. Pro gamers. We're, we're, do you want the dog? Do you want to be the bunny? Which one? Uh, I never played the game, actually. I think it's we got shame. something for you, then, for an individual stream. Yeah, I know. But people love that game. All righty. Uh, Storytime Saturday with Max Bear. <laughs> uh, so so they had a mini game, and that was a fun. That was like a nice mini. It was like almost like a precursor to a price game on The Price is Right. You know, you won a prize, and now you're going to buy prize. I like prize. that, yeah. I like that one, and I was I was choosing four or five there. I and it was that... good. One was Mexico City. The other one, Casablanca. Casablanca, Casablanca, much more exotic. You know, we're we're we're, we're bordering Mexico. You know, let's go yeah. to Casablanca. Fun thing was they were bringing up the new Boeing seven forty seven. Oh my! And she really was freaking out over that thing. Now I I don't get it, but at the time it probably did look like a luxury like future ship that goes in the sky so I, I get it very cool and then we in on the final prize a diamond and emerald ring and it was a big honking ring this thing was beautiful and they got a nice nice close-up on it the camera work was better than i i i, I would have imagined and uh that thing was gorgeous it seemed to be a a, a giant like uh weird gem surrounded by like a circle of diamonds or something yes. like that and they they had the fisheye lens on it, oh. and they had the close-up, and all four of them were work- looking at that going, holy shit, really? They <laughs> like, were. Holy and they just passed it around like class time like you, as they would bid on it, and I, I wanted to hold it. I could almost feel like I could hold it. Like, Why did like I a, want the ring? That is like an aspirational thing. But then the problem is you're holding on to the ring. What if you lose? That, yeah, that's got to be so sad, and it was for you three of to, them. You have to give it back. You got to give it to Larry. Larry uh, got it right. I don't want to give it back. No, Larry. Larry bit close about going over. You have uh, to give Larry, it Larry can't have it. It's mine. Sorry, no, Larry bid. Uh, my went over. You said twelve thousand. It's not. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> and then who? And then they recalculate the scores, and whoever had the most money in cash and prizes. After all four mini games, plus any bonus, I guess, uh, wins the game and comes that, back next time to win more prizes. Oh, right, right. I mean, so yeah, and I'm I'm happy to say there were all of them were winners. All of them were winners. Now the cop who was a returning champion did not win anything this episode. So so he so he he's a uh, you know 
First of all, he's a cop. So no, no, just oh, getting cops, cops out there. Oh, turn champions. Oh, but you know, so yeah, obviously he won something previously. So we're all winners here, and and he got to return on primetime television, which is gonna honestly, that's probably a huge treat back then. Uh, there's like I don't know a limited amount of channels. Everybody sees this it was program. Only ABC made ABC him a and celebrity. And this imagine was if you got like four forty followers instantly on Instagram. Yes, whatever. Well, if, yeah, the nineteen sixties Instagram. <laughs> so he. So the thing was, this was an NBC show. Now people are familiar, or game show people know, The Price Is Right is a CBS product. You know, from Television City in Hollywood. It's The Price Is Right, CBS. Bob Barker Studio. This was originally an NBC production. Before Johnny Olsen was the host, it went to one Don Pardo of Saturday Night Live because he was the voice of wow. NBC. So when we were wow. watching the Bill Cullen, we were hearing Don Pardo. Yes. This is from New Jersey Pricing Guidelines, New Jersey, USA. Wow. To make things worse, in 1963, the show did come to a, I wouldn't say an end, they moved to ABC. ABC in 1963 to 1965. So 65 was the last year of The Price is Right that we saw in this version. That version, which we did not see, was was uh, still hosted by Bill Cullen. That crazy dude, Bill Cullen, still had the crazy prizes. But the announcer <laughs> on that one was one Johnny Gilbert. If you do not ah. know who Johnny Gilbert is, he is still a game show announcer. Ah, what is he working on now? He is that voice you hear on Jeopardy. This is Jeopardy. Now, fantastic. A four day grand total, $68,430. He's still doing game show announcing. The guy guy who's doing the price right on ABC does Jeopardy today. And he's still like, legend. He still nails it. Wow, that is that is really fun. So to me, this is like the this is like a crown jewel of game shows. Not because where it ended up being, because the Price is Right, but but just the appeal of the price uh, of the people on it: Bill Cullen, Don Pardo, Johnny Olson. Like all of these things are just exciting. I agree. I agree. Uh, it, it's 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 fun. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, unfortunately, Bill Cullen passed away in 1990 of lung cancer. 1990, uh, huh? Yes. Um, but he did a lot of game shows. He also How had polio. He? he had polio when he was 18 months old, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like no he, wonder he was so surly. He has a real story. Uh, a friend of mine, Adam Neoff, wrote a book about him. It is a gripping book about his, like a biopic. Um, like this book, like you should read it and then like see if that can be a movie. <laughs> like it is so crazy the the things he has done in broadcasting. Wow. And, and people, I, I still say this. People, I don't know why people are forgetting that Bill Cullen hosts The Price Is Right. He didn't host the new Price Is Right, which was The Price Is Right that we see today. But this version of The Price Is Right that we saw tonight definitely had some of the mechanisms that would become what we see today the, the one bid the showcase a mini oh, game yeah. pricing game the only thing that we don't see today is those outlandish prizes <laughs> right the, well the game the, it's it's not as silly anymore it's it, it, because uh, well it's been replaced with like uh you know hi how are you where are you from yes and then let's spin this wheel or let's uh drop the ball in the thing yeah. uh but it's still a great show but 
I mean, this version was kind of like an auction. Back then. Like, I would say the presentation this was trying to go for an auction feel. Because I think that's how I it liked was. it, yeah. Because it's inspired like by that. an auction. Because the Bill, uh, Bill Todd, I think the Todman office was right next to an auction house. So when he was riding and working, you would hear, $4, That is so Sold. funny. So I'm sure he saw an auction house and went, that should be a game show. Yeah, one thing just led to the next. That's fantastic. This is American history, folks. And it's Beautiful. a time capsule, like 1960s, like the fashion on it, all of this oh, cool yeah. stuff. Oh, the, yeah, the, the mannerisms, the everything. It's fascinating. And it's it's well-documented. It's, it's, it's beautifully shot. And you just fast-forward 59 years later now, and we're seeing Drew Carey, a similar crew-cut-haired, dick-framed glasses dude. Love him, actually. I, I, I should watch that show. I, 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 you know, I, like, I like Drew Carey. Uh, they don't give they give away cool prizes on the new prices, right? I mean, like it's like tech now. It's no longer grandfather clocks, but it's uh, right. But it's um, but it, they're they're not as insane. It's kind of like okay, the car will be at the end, and maybe if there's a sweeps week, we'll show a cool car. Okay. But here, every week on, on primetime television was this crazy ass show. <laughs> Where one thing led to another, and you had no idea what was going on. And I, I love this this show. This is this is definitely one that is Americana. This is the American game show. Bill Cullen is a television icon. I'm sure my my grandmother and this all this all led to a big part of my childhood. I would stay at I would hang out at my grandma's house, and her favorite show was The Price Is Right, and. You know, it, it, it. Of course, it was. It's like, uh, how much? How much does this like <laughs> medicine cost? No, no. They did. They did like various products, though. Like, uh, <laughs> um, as directed. And um, uh, uh, you know, so I was just a tiny kid, like with actually something that I could enjoy with my grandmother, who would be watching me while my parents were working or whatever. Um, and. Uh, Thank you, Bill Cullen, and thank you, thank you, thank you, Price is Right, for giving me that. So here are some, I'm pulling up the uh, wiki page. Here are some prizes uh-huh. they actually gave away. Because I just going to keep bringing it up. A 1926 Rolls Royce with a chauffeur. What? With a chauffeur? With a chauffeur. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what the new Price is Right is missing. A Ferris wheel? An Where are you going to put it? Loris? Wait, what was the last one? An island in St. Lawrence. What the fuck? Shares of corporate stock. What? An airplane, a submarine, large amounts of food, such as a mile of hot dogs with buns and enough condiments. Okay. To go with a barbecue pit that was a bonus. Let me, let me quickly put those in order. Uh, 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 the miles of, of, of hot dog, are, that's the least. Then the airplane, okay? And then the submarine, and then the island, okay? That's, that's, <laughs> how, the that's, that's how the trail of, uh, of luxuries works. It starts with a mile of, of uh, uh, long of hot dogs, and then you find an airplane, which will lead you to the submarine, which you take the submarine to the island. Anyway, that uh, a live here to go with a barbecue pit. Okay. Small business franchises. Okay. <laughs> One you time they gave just won a McDonald's. Like yeah, like a McDonald's franchise. Like what? And you have to run it. 
I mean, you get money. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so it was such a crazy game show, and sometimes they did celebrity episodes, but what they Ooh, did was that sounds really fun. But does that go to charity? Or... No, it would go to a home viewer. Oh, so they would fun. be playing for someone at home. But Ooh, yeah, that, I, like that. I, was, I was just thinking that, like, is it charity? Is uh, no, but. Yeah, that is some of the craziest things that would show up on the regular Price is Right. So if you ever see old, old versions of the new Price is Right, which is the Bob Barker version, in the first couple of seasons, when they do the one-bid round, uh-huh. you would see an asterisk over to the left of the number that they bid on. Because on the Price is Right in, in, in this version, when they freeze, there's freeze. an asterisk. Yeah. So you see that asterisk all over the place on the Price is Right. That is a callback to this very show. Ah, so and, and one of the few symbols that can be shown in those like digital clocks or whatever. <laughs> yes. Now this is this is the craziest part of it because I I kind of already explained the game. I explained the show. You are loving this show for some reason. You've never seen it before in your life, and you're like, "What I, the hell?" I, I had a feeling I was gonna just like whatever you show because I just like game. Like I like I like even like the Mass Singer. I can't really sit through the Mass Singer, but like I just like game shows. I guess like I, I don't. I never really I never really sit, sat and thought about it and and, and f- worked through it like like you have. But I I actually also like have a small fascination for the game show. You did. You did subscribe when I was doing some game show viewing on my Twitch. Yes, I love that. I love that. You got to do more of that. I, I'm trying to do that. That's kind of why I made this game show podcast. It's kind of why I do my on Twitch. It's. I think it's maybe just the way I look at game shows compared to like others. I don't know. It's good. It's good. I. I, I yes. You, you, that that's the service that I, I I need in my life. It's someone, someone who can look at curate, the prices right and go. Cur- well, just curate some and like let's talk about it. Let's dig into an episode or something. I think that's super fun. And it's and like I said, it's great to have you here, someone involved with Mitch Live, because there is some elements, there is some core surprise elements on that show that's definitely in this show. There, there is, but the only difference is. Uh, you're, we're, we're not looking for a winner uh, in this game show. We're looking for a loser, and then, and then it's going to be Mitch Hall every time. No, the winner is obviously the audience the watching Twitch.tv slash Mitch Live Now. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Or or at Mitch.live, the official website of Mitch Live. Ah, if you look at the you. coffee mug, it says Mitch period live, meaning Mitch.live. Mitch.live. Yeah. Uh, tell us I, how we I, say I noticed it. those things. Uh, Jack, how you say it? I need a mug. You need a mug. If you or a shirt, a Mitch shirt or stickers. I got. A, I think I got a Mitch. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I want one of those. I think you need. You know what? I think what we need is the drum kit. Needs to have that big Mitch live. I think we might actually have a Mitch live sticker on my on my bass drum. Uh, I'm not sure. We need to, and and we and we should stress back that. in the day. You yeah, play we, more we, than just the drums. You are like. Throw, throw a guitar, throw a piano, throw no, no, throw no, an no, organ, I mean, throw a $7,699 organ. I have practiced these instruments, but I wouldn't say just throw them at me because I'm not so strong to catch all these things, but I'll I'll do my best. Throw Avid I, software. <laughs> we used software to have, oh, sure. Throw some Fruity Loops right into my cereal bowl. But uh, we, we, we used to have a, a – we used to use a, a, a drawing that Jack made of, of Mitch's face for everything. And we, 
I I have it on my door now, but it used to be in my base room. We need to. I don't know if we can bring back those images that might be funny or die material now, just in how Conan can't use the masturbating bear anymore. No, no, that's that's just a that's just a picture of um, Mitch wearing like a, a funny like beanie or something that Jack just thought was so funny that. He just drunkenly got it tattooed on. He was. He, we were just basically, basically making fun of him wearing this hat for like a year, and so Jack was like, "I'm getting the fucking, I'm getting it tattooed." The guys and we were like, oh, "No way!" It was just fantastic. I would be the one saying, "Don't do that." Mitch has a lot of. Mitch is tattooed on like a number of people's arms and legs for some reason. Probably because the Doughboys too. Like some people are really. Not just like throw shade at Doughboys, but I mean, <laughs> they're yeah, really yeah, no. core, hardcore on that shit. Oh, yeah, maybe that might be so. Yeah, but um, I remember, yeah, for the show at some point, like somebody brought their like tattoo, and we were like, "Holy shit!" Mitch was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, like, <laughs> the thing is, I have no skin in the game here. I'm okay. I'm like, I could just step out and be like, "This is Mitch." his problem bye <laughs> <laughs> once you get a tattoo that's it but uh the surprises of that is what i love about mitch live and clearly oh, yeah. his surprises look is almost on par with the contestants on this show some so i think what we need to do is we need to make sure there's a rumble under the contestant podium <laughs> so when you don't oh make- no you don't want that that fills the room with sound that fills the room with sound. Uh, if if you don't know what we're talking about, you to watch some Mitch live. But it, it, it's not even worth going. It, it is so fucking annoying. It is terrible. <laughs> so, I, the reason I'm asking this is because usually at this part of the show is we say should the show be revived? If so, how? But the show's technically already revived. It's already on the air. It's called the New Price is Right. Now it's just called The Price is Right. Uh, you know, but should we should the old prices right be revived still? I still want to answer that question. Yes, let's do an old school prices right and a new school prices right, okay? And the old school prices right should have kind of a surly Bill Cullen type, and it should be more straight. And you know, some some fun callbacks to the old times. You know, with the with the way that the set looks and stuff like that. This is uh, old curtains. How about that? Like it's simplistic. how about that. It's a curtain, mystery curtains everywhere. Like you don't know what the hell's going on. There's yeah, yeah, curtains. Yeah, I love the just yeah, giant curtains fucking everywhere. Um, and uh, and and I I actually think that's a great a pitch. Uh, we're, nobody we're, would watch it, but me pitching. and you would watch it. No, we are pitching this you. right now. This is what we do. This is this is a real segment on the show. We pitch this. This is what we do. This is what we're pitching. So uh, do you still want to call it the price of sir? Do you want to call it something different, like auction bidders or? No, I want to call it the Price is Right Classic. Classic Price is Right, like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Classic, always yes. Coca-Cola. Oh, damn. Yeah, exactly like that. As long as there is prices, there's always a price. Price is a price. It's always so nice. Uh, sorry to you <laughs> listeners at home. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. We're sorry about the price. That's it. I, got in, I, I guess that's what I have to close the show is I have to do the good night song from Mitch Live. I have to steal a bit from Mitch Live and not get sued by the staff. Oh, uh, well, we'll. Even though see. I'm pretty sure they all have a I can't speak and for it's the your staff. Song, so you know what? You, you have the rug. Okay. Um, What's that? 
I mean, it's your music, so I'm sure it's, you're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly right. So, I, I, I give you the blessing. It's not funny or die. It's not like they're coming after me. Which, no. which, which is why I have a new uh, segment. It's called Money or Die. Ooh. Yeah. So it basically it's kind of like. I'll take like... the money, please. <laughs> I'll take the money, please. That's it. <laughs> That's please. the show. Please give me the money. And if you pick die, you don't really die. You just get like a four second funny image. Oh. Like like you like you know like on the old Funny or Die website you know if there's a funny joke you go haha that's funny but if you say die they just shut that down and you see like a reaction gif of a kid face planting on a on a scooter. <laughs> I I barely remember that but yes exactly. Uh so so in this version of the classic of the classic prices right I think it should I think we should find a surly guy can you think of any surly comedians or hosts that could do this. Uh, ooh, uh, uh, I am hmm. not surly. I, I, I'm, I'm Jordan. You know what? Uh, 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 Mark Maron. No, he was a, he was, uh, I don't like Mark Maron. I'm going to go with, uh, guest on, uh, Mitch live. Uh, shit. Let me make sure I'm getting his name right. John Morris of the, of impact wrestling. His name was like Fred Armanac or something. He was on, um, Oh, uh, James Urbaniac. James Urbaniak, yes. Of, of, That's the uh, one. He should do it. James Urbaniak James is Ur- a great person. He did review on Comedy yep. Central. He's very good. And he's very funny and he's and he can be and he's and he can be quite dry. So I say uh let him be that stern guy that deep down has a sense of humor but is going to be sort of I don't know. You better know. You, just get this well, done. Well, you would win that jet ski if you all did not go over. So it, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, uh, no, you're definitely not going home with that prize. Uh, I'm James Urbaniac. Uh, that's a good uh, impression of James Urbaniac. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so that's my that's my pitch. That's so my you get pitch. James Urbaniac. You just keep the same format where it's like four items. It's a half hour show. Uh, viewer yes, showcase. Yeah. But the, now the viewer showcase, you can now tweet the prize. Yeah, I don't think this. I don't think the classic has it in it to go for an hour. Oh, so it's oh, just going to be a nice, concise I thirty. It. I got an idea here. Here's the oh pitch. my god, ready? What is it? Yes, live. You fucking make this a live game. <laughs> I show. just spit the water out of my mouth. Wow, thirty minutes live. Thirty people, minutes live. Like want, Mitch live is first live. All, first of all, thirty minutes live. Wow, that's so fun. Like what? What is thirty minutes and live? Like just tune in for it. You're you're gonna miss it. Like. I think that's a great pitch. This is this is and, honestly something I would actually watch. And not only that, it's two broadcasts, one East Coast, one West Coast. Why is that? Why are we doing two shows a night? So they can both be live. And so they both have a live viewer showcase. Oh shit, Jordan. So in the first act, you know, you win the prize, all that weird bonus shit happens. Round two, it's the live showcase round. If you know the price of this, you have exactly 10 minutes to tell me the actual price of this without going over. Send it through Twitter or whatever it is. Phone, whatever, or Twitch. We don't, I don't know where we're going with this. Send the Twitter. Is, if you're closest without going over, you win it. We are producers of a new show. And you keep that crazy bonuses. We're not going to give away elephants at this time because I think humane society will go after us. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, I'm cool with that. That's a good. That's a good choice. But, but we'll we leave will the elephants give away a to carousel. the past. 
I want to give away a carousel. We are still giving away carousels. I want to give away like season passes to like Walt Disney World Europe or Tokyo. I want to give away stocks to Walt Disney Tokyo. Disney stock. Like we got to give away like um we got to get crazy prizes here. Things that you would never see anywhere else. Yeah. I want um, like. I, I want I can't top any of the things that you said. They were so wild. How about I can't top like giving somebody a McDonald's franchise, a sixteen-piece orchestra. Oh wow! Okay, see, see, that's good, Jordan. So you get all that's of the, you get all right on the you're money. Not the people, by the way, you're not the getting price the price is right. You're not getting the people. You are getting the the equipment. You're getting a podcast studio. You're getting all of that equipment, computers. This you're getting a. Home arcade. You're getting eight arcade cabinets. <laughs> and I know what you're saying. Well, you need quarters to play those games, so here's $25,000 in quarters. Okay, see, I, I'm struggling to come up with them, and you are just spitting them out like a spitfire. It is, this is, this is what you need to do. You need to have like the, you need to have the Mercedes Benz car. You need, maybe a Tesla. Who knows a Tesla? Maybe not Tesla. We don't know what's going on with them right now. Mm-hmm. But you know what would be funny? Chauffeur. You can, what? But if there's a Tesla, then you ring the fucking bell, then Elon Musk shows up at your door. He smokes some fucking weed like he's on Joe Rogan. Okay. A Tesla and We're giving the you creator a trip to space with Tesla. SpaceX. We're going to send you to space. With Tom Cruise. <laughs> We're not going to Scientology centers, no. <laughs> We're getting you a trip to the Scientology Center with Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> At this point, no. Okay, all right. I don't want to do that. No, just a no. Pitch. Just a pitch. Just a no, pitch. No, don't do that. Now, if you said, now if you said donation enough to get your own star from Zeno, then yeah, yeah, we got to oh. go higher than than just Tom Cruise. Oh, sure. Yeah, we're not going straight to Tom Cruise. If you were, if we were going to give you like a big prize in Scientology, it's the 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 whole the whole planet or stars named after you thing. We're going to name one of the stars after you. Oh, and speaking of stars, you get a guest walk on roll on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh shit! Okay, see, yep, Jordan, you're back at it. I I I can't come up with these things like you can. You are built for this kind of stuff. And of course, just like on the Price is Right, <laughs> whoever is gets the most money after four rounds uh, gets to go back next week to win more prizes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's without yeah, absolutely. And you get three more people. And but then, as I said, there's a West Coast feed. Then we got to reset it for the West Coast audience. And the real freaks can tune in for both shows each yes. day. Because because I'm sure we can't do it physically anywhere else. <laughs> And yes, we are definitely wasting the budget on the show. <laughs> yeah, but if it's a big hit, it's a big hit. And I'm seeing big things. If you like, hey, we heard you want to be a high roller in Vegas. We're playing for a trip to Vegas. What we didn't say is you got a suite in Vegas. You got 12 nights in Vegas. You get to beat this person. And we're giving you $50,000 in cash to gamble in Vegas. Oh, we're yes because nope. what because you gotta that because you got that the experience first you have to have the experience because you know all the millennials love the experiences but two high risk like what's the coolest things you can do 
Like, we're not giving you, we're giving you trip to Dubai, and now you're going to that weird shady hotel that's like $50 million, and we're also giving you an island, and we're also... Oh, man. Uh, an island is... A, well, anyway, that's... We are giving you a residence in Margaritaville. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett will give you his, a house. He's personally here. He's shaking your hand right now with the keys. I mean, that's that's a dream. And, it, and of course, then you can follow the same rules as the classic game. So it's like the first item up for bids is the is like a it's like a like like a like a platoon, like a pontoon boat. Minimum bid is one thousand dollars. They must go with one thousand dollar increments. I'm googling and, pontoon and because this is prime time and this is live. You can also have that now. It's we're a new game show land, so we can have that intense music playing in the background. So it's like. bum bum. Ooh, those are different songs each time. Yeah, because the more now it's getting higher and higher because the money amounts eighty thousand dollars. What? (laughs) (laughs) You want to freeze? Freeze? Bonk. Yeah, they didn't. They weren't. They weren't able to do that back in the day. And the actual retail price is. Like you don't even have uh-huh. to do like the whole clap. Now you're really adding into the drama, and it's live, and it's intense. Because when we saw that ring round, that was really intense. We were the ring round. Freeze. That was intense. They were all salivating over that ring, and they were really wanting it. And we were like yelling, "Freeze!" Oh yeah, we were into that. I mean, that part was really exciting. Um, I guess I just wanted that ring for myself. <laughs> you want the ring. Well, they really you might not to... get that ring, but as a bonus prize, you got your very own wrestling ring as you got tickets to Uh-oh. WrestleMania. Bill Cullen! <laughs> and not only are you getting VIP tickets with all of the WWE superstars, oh we know God. one of your favorites is Dwayne Johnson, and he's inviting you to be an extra on the set of Jumanji 2. Jumanji 2? Yeah, you get to play one of the explorers. Very cool. And every person needs their own trailer if you're a movie star. So here's your own trailer. These are getting... These are, are, are starting to... Less and less, I, I, I like these. You, when, you, when you started these ideas, they were really hot. But now they're cooling down. I don't, I don't mean any, you know... Uh, just I'm, I'm just bouncing back you know what i mean yeah. gotta edit you gotta keep you in control we're two producers you gotta do I, this is this is a max mayor jordan haas production <laughs> so you know we gotta work together i'm gonna edit you on that one you gotta just hot you got race car driver that's right that's right you gotta have like childhood dreams come true <laughs> all right that's what that's what it's all about it's it's just a fun game i mean it's a a simplistic game show it's very strategic very fun very fascinating iconic legend but max anything else you want to add about the price is right i just want to say i truly love the price is right i always thought bob barker was like he seemed kind of mean but i still liked him seems like that's also true about bill cullen as well as the dollar rule that is also a friend of mine that the, the the dollar bid that 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 thing's a beast, and it's been worth. We love it, and uh, no, I just want to say thank you. To the Price is Right, but unlike Marie Kondo, I'm gonna say thank you, and I'm gonna keep it. Yes, keep it up. So before we get going, Max, there's one last part of the show. 
Oh, it's a game show. It's a game show podcast. Oh my god! So, of course, how apropos. Yes. So, as you've seen in the in a nice, cool podcast art, I have questions now. Uh huh. In this game, we have five questions in sixty seconds. For every question you get right, you win one free plug. Five questions, sixty seconds, and that's five possible promotions. Doesn't have to be this your stuff. Cool. It could be anything. This is turning the plug section into something cool. Let's do this. I'm, I'm excited. All right, you're playing. You're in. All right, let's dim the lights and let's put sixty seconds on the clock. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm dimming my lights, and I'm ready. All right, sixty seconds on the clock, please. Best place for fried chicken. Roscoe's. Favorite sports video game. NBA Jam. Best game show theme song. Best game, game show, show theme, theme song. Shit, shit, shit. Price is right. Can you convince Mitch or Weiger to come onto my show? No. <laughs> Finally, final question. Who is the Bazizio Mystery Gamer? Barack Obama. You did it. Five for five. Wow. What the fuck? I was right on all all of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I was right when I said that I couldn't get Nick Weiger or Mike Mitchell on the show. That's all right. You know, it's 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 fine you know no hard feelings i mean the i'm gonna judges, try though i'm gonna try I mean, it's though. not me it's the judges and the judges say it can't happen you know look i understand i'm not an i am gonna guy. try though i understand apparently it's set in stone now because i was right when i said that the answer was no but i still will try and you never know what might happen because of uh, uh you know th- things can change anything i'm gonna can rewrite happen. history yeah, and it's fun. You know, I understand. They're busy people, busy podcast. Uh, Mitch is definitely busy. He has a lot of shows. We kind of plug most of his stuff today than yours, to be honest. <laughs> but you have five of it. them to promote right now, and I have five things I get to promote now. So it's so it's all good. This is coming. This is this is coming back to me. Yes. All right. The ball's in my court. Five things. All right. First thing. Uh, I'm sure you hate me by now, but it's Twitter slash twitter.com slash max mayor tweets m-a-x-m-a-y-e-r tweets i don't know why you would but just in case go there and follow me uh what i want to i want to plug jordan's stream uh legitimately a fun time uh uh a good man and and i enjoy uh uh that he enjoys uh, and I can enjoy with him uh, game shows uh, through his stream. Uh, that's two. Yes. And I'm it's, I'm going very slowly. No, three, take your time. Three. This is uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, um, uh, uh, number four. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that like your favorite movie? Like, why did you bring that up? Uh, it is. It is probably my favorite movie. Like, it is probably my favorite movie, and I just wanted to give it a shout out. Uh, not not just to for you know to get it. It's some business whether you're renting it or or buying it or whatever it is, but also just to give some insight into my life. And finally, 
not Jer- I'm not going to plug James Urbaniak because I feel like I already have. You have two promotions. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I have two more. You have two more. Number three was Lord oh. of the Rings. You have two left. Okay, number four is going to be Mitch Live. Uh, uh, let me make sure that this is right. Twitch.com slash Mitch Live now. Mitch Live now. Yeah, and then it's that's uh, correct. That's correct. And it's Mitch Live also. And and Mitch Live and 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 Jordan, what's social what, media for? Me. <laughs> like... That that's Jordan. What 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 is your streams link? Uh, Twitch Jordan Games slash Jordan Games. Jordan Games. Just to get back to that, yeah. uh, I think that was number two or three for me. And then uh, number five. Uh, number five. Number five still alive. Buzz Buzz. Number f- Buzz Buzz. Number five. Oh shit. Um, number five, number five. How about the thing you're part of that's that you do on the weekdays? Uh, uh, oh, are you talking about Bazizio Gaming? Yes. Uh, let's plug. Let's go ahead and plug Bazizio Gaming, uh, home to uh, professional streamers uh, and uh, and uh, fun folks uh, such as uh, Mike Mitchell, who we've talked about uh, for the majority of this uh, 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 you, you podcast. Have, you, here, you have all the greats. You've got Max Mayer over here. You got former guest Maddie Smith. You got Jack Allison of Jack AM fame. You got Jordan Morris, who's not me, but that's a different Jordan. But he's now on yeah, there. These are guys that work in comedy and and writing and cartoons. You got and... Ninja. You got Ninja on that board. You got you song. Ninja. You got you song of Doughboys. And, and it really what? is a beautiful spread. What? What else? You you also got um you also got Nick Weiger. You got Weiger uh-huh. on there. We're gonna get him on there. Well, and and the mystery gamer who we have established is Barack Obama. <laughs> That's correct. And, that is correct. And, and who knows? You might see a familiar uh, face on there real soon. Oh! If I can uh, break the door uh, in the Bazzio Gaming headquarters and say, <laughs> "Let me in," Eric Andre style. <laughs> Please, I'm funny, not die. What, what were we talking about earlier? Something money or, or die. die. The new show, money, money or, or die. die. <laughs> money or die is still, still money, not die to me. Um, but that's my plugs. That's my plugs. Thank you so much, Max Mayer, for stopping by. Oh my God, the pleasure has 100% been mine. <laughs> I should have had a tea before this or something because I. I, 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 you know, I hope I brought the energy because it's been a long day, but I should have had a couple coffees before this, but no, it's fine. it has You're been doing... a pleasure and this has been fantastic. I'm not like giving you s'more, s'more beer and then making <laughs> you pass out. What, what am I? No, no, no. You know, Matty Smith, that guy is disgusting what he's doing over there. You, see, that's a game show. That's a game show podcast, but that's not a game show podcast. That's a quiz show. That's a trivia game. That this That's is... right. I'm I'm a game. I talk game shows. Not letting people talk game shows. I'm the game show guy. Hashtag turn for card sharks. Wow. Uh, did you did you get one out of five right for that plug? Mate, mate. <laughs> Got you at your own game show. Finally. Max Mayer, everybody. Just an absolute treat to have. Please check out Mitch Live. Please check out Bazizio Gaming. And right after the interview, I, I did get a message from corporate. Uh, hang on. 
Uh, please check out the BugCon. The BugCon. It's uh, June 8th and the 9th uh, at the Burbank Airport Marriott. Tickets are available now for $99 for the two-day pass. Uh, Skittle Skaddle, the bug main. All right. Well, if you are a fan of of the bug main, fan of Bazizio Gaming, and, and I guess uh, the content that is Mitch Live, please check out BugCon, June 8th and 9th at the Burbank Airport Marriott. I think I am banned from from attending that. So, oh oh well, uh, well well if you if you have fun, we'll have fun there. Have fun at the bug con. It's it's not about bugs. It's about bug main. Uh, so so I, I guess that's a good thing. Good good for good for the bug main. Uh, I I can't go. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's go to the prices right. Uh, back to the prices right. Uh, so, so this is gonna be fun. Uh, so in one episode of The Price is Right, there was one of those ring-a-ding bonus prizes, and it was, uh, after winning a grand piano. So for extra ivory, they sent out uh, an elephant, and the, the joke was, you know, you're not gonna really need the elephant, so you'll get $4,000. But the contestant was from Texas, and he actually wanted the elephant, and he persisted with the demand to get the elephant. So eventually, the contestant got his wish, and they actually sent a live elephant to Texas from Kenya. Uh, the incident was, of course, spoofed in an episode of The Simpsons called Bart Gets an Elephant. In that episode, Bart got $10,000 as the prize or the elephant and chose the elephant. So the contestant with the largest total in winnings was the champion and returned to play until defeated. But when the show moved to ABC, a celebrity was employed to play for members of the studio audience instead of the people coming on down to play. On the ABC show, the returning champion was determined from the highest total of the three civilian players. So, the two home versions of The Price is Right were made, actually. In 1958, Lull Games made an addition that maintains most of the flavor of the show. In 1964, Milton Bradley came up with an addition with the supplementary name, bid it right, and it scales down to two quick card games. During the first round of bidding in any version of The Price is Right, if a player thinks a contestant has bid a little too high, they can bid anywhere under any of the other bids, but was automatically frozen from the game. So in the opening bids, if someone went ballistic and went $3,000, they could easily have went 200 and locked themselves in. This was some prime strategy. And and I, I, I kind of like that role in play. And I think that the it's fun to see how that became the one bid of the modern day Price is Right. Because without the one bid, you don't know who's going to come on down to play a pricing game. And you know what's coming up next. Our 110-part series exploring every pricing game on the Price is Right. This is the Pricing Game Spotlight. <laughs> Poker Game! Premiere date, September 9th, 1975. Tape number 15A2D. Aired out of order on September 12th, 1975. Pricing Game Location Center Stage with a finale date of May 10, 2007. Tape number 3984K. So yes, let's prematurely call it. 
Let's play the losing horns. Poker game was a pricing game played for four prizes with three-digit prizes. Despite its name, the digits from the prices were used here instead of cards. The object of poker game was to create a better poker hand than the house. The nominal player representing the show itself. The game did not use playing cards, but digits found in the prices of four prices, with zero being the lowest and nine being the highest. The contestant was selected two of the four prizes and was shown their prices. The six digits in the two prices were used to make up the contestant's five-digit poker hand, with the worst digit being discarded. The contestant then decided rather to keep the hand for themselves or pass it to the house. The prices of the remaining two prizes were then revealed to make up the other poker hand. If the contestant finished with a better hand than the house, they win the four prizes. While based on poker, only hands based on matching digits were used in ranking. There are no suits for a flush and straights did not count. The hands were ranked in the following order. Five of a kind, four of a kind, full house, three of a kind in a pair, three of a kind, two pair, one pair, and high card. The best possible hand was 99999, and the worst possible hand, 54321, with discarded zero and straights not counting. The game first lasted from September 9th, 1975, aired out of order on September 12th, 1975, to May 10th, 2007. The game was not played again until October 14th, 1975, when it entered the rotation permanently. The first time poker game was played, the player was allowed to form his hand from any five of the six digits in the prices he had selected, and he did not have the option of passing his hand to the house. This format proved confusing for the game's first contestant, and was immediately discarded in favor of the more familiar rules. A red prop with a gold dollar sign was added to the prize display in 1989. The most number of times this game was played in any season was 49. And the reason for its retirement was because of its confusing rules and low value of prizes offered, as it never offered prizes more than $999. Having been played for 32 years, it is by far the longest-lived pricing game ever to be retired so now i gotta give my thoughts i think the price i think the poker game is fine it was an okay game <clears throat> i know me explaining the rules is kind of weird so uh, imagine if you will you picked a uh, television and that television was 450 dollars. that 450 dollars means you have the three cards four five and zero then you pick say uh, uh let's go with uh a VCR and it's worth two hundred dollars, so four fifty and two hundred. That means you have four five zero two zero zero. That means you have a three of a kind with zeros and a five and a four. You can keep that three of a kind for yourself, knowing it's zeros, or you can pass it. Then you can see the other two hands and say one is two ninety nine and the other one is 390, so it's a three of a kind of nines, nine is greater than zero, and you win. That's the uh, that's the appeal of the, the, the poker game. It's supposed to be the numbers playing as cards and then being in the house with it, which I thought is a fun game, but the problem with the poker game is, of course, the confusing rules, and because it's just these three-digit prizes, the most you can win is like less than four thousand dollars, 
which doesn't really work in, I guess, a modern revived format, especially when it canceled in 2007. So when I when I see the game, I do think it's really like, clever the way they handle the numbers as hands. And I was trying to figure out how can you revive poker game, and that that got me thinking of all sorts of situations. And I I think if we were going to bring back poker game in one regard, because I think this this was a fun po- I think this was a good pricing game. Of course, most likely it would stay retired. But if we were going to create like a revival version of poker game, here's what I would have done. I would have made it so there is a high-low type of game. So I would put, so there's three items that are double digits, like your, your typical $40, $35, etc. prizes. And then I would have it be two, just two four-digit prizes. So you can win two four-digit prizes and... And basically the little three triples. And the idea is supposed to be using your two and then your choice of one of the two four-digit prizes. Can you make a better hand than your opponent? And in doing so, you win a prize. I was thinking make it three four-digit prizes so it's a one in three chance of winning. But it might be complicated because I wanted to have something that's a beat the dealer. Uh... So, so that was kind of where I was leaning towards. So it's your two plus the four of a four-digit prize makes up a five-digit prize to to beat the house with the same format. Uh, other than that, like it, it it must be retired, unfortunately, and and that's unfortunate. the The only other way I can see this happening is you just have a th- like multiple four-digit prizes and continue the game as it was which I don't know if it would work that way. That's why I'm saying you start out with the two digits and then you work towards the two four digits. And if your two plus four is better than the other's two plus four, you win the two four-digit prizes. That's how I would have done it. But hey, I'm a Price is Right producer. Uh, and it seems like it might be better as an AB game than an ABC game. <laughs> now that I think about it, oh well. Uh, I, I can't win them all. But that's, that's it with uh, the pricing game spotlight today. Poker game, it's a kind of a fun little clever way of looking at numbers. Definitely needs, if it was going to return, have a nice poker card aesthetic, Vegas style, just like card game. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, we take a look at a classic pricing game entitled One Right Price. Everybody, if this was Million Dollar Mile, Tim Tebow will be thanking you for coming out and representing all the listeners of this podcast. Our big story tonight, the Writers Guild, also known as I Can't Tell Anybody Apart on Twitter Anymore, It's Fucking Blue. Now, if you haven't been on social media, I need to know your secret, but you might have not seen these avatars of hundreds of thousands of Twitter users with a blue box with the words 
I stand with the WGA. And you might be very confused as to why they are doing this. It's because of a thing called packaging. It's a deal with the deal. Are we dealing? We're dealing. Dave, it's a deal with Don, Dork, and Dick. Dork, it's a deal with Dave, Dick, and Dave. Don, it's a Dork with Dick, Dave, and Doug. Gotta go, Dave. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dick. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dan. Disconnecting. Federal Express. When it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight. Now, when I say packages, I don't mean shipping physical things through Federal Express. And it wouldn't matter anyway, because it'll be stolen from your porch anyway. Unless you use Ring Video Doorbell. Yes, Ring Video Doorbell for when you're desperate to see that dog bite the mailman. No, packaging is something used in the industry, and I'll let the WGA explain. A packaging deal, by contrast, sounds like a good thing for the creator because she no longer has to pay a commission to her agency. But that's because the agency is cutting a side deal with the studio in exchange for bringing in the show idea and in some, but not all cases, an actor or producer. In return, they're taking 3% of the base license fee. This usually ranges from $30,000 to $75,000 an episode, money that could be used to make the show better, hire additional writers, or pay them more. If the show ends up earning a profit, the agency takes 10% off the top. If the writer's contract also entitles them to 10% of the profits, that's calculated against the money that's left after the agency has taken its entire share. Packaging puts the agency in direct conflict with their client. Not only can they potentially out-earn the creator, they can expect to make more when she makes less. And this is true. The big four are William Morris Endeavor, Creative Artists, United Talent, and International Creative Management. And full disclosure, I am not represented by anybody here. Neither am I a member of the Writers Guild of America. Nobody wanted my pitch. Gordon Floss, Space Detective, about a private eye in space solving murder mysteries and getting a whole lot of alien booty. And you know it was going to be horny as fuck. It used to be you'd be represented by an agent, somebody with your best interest in mind. And this isn't just actors or on-screen talent, but also producers, directors, and writers. For the agencies making the efforts to get you auditions with the networks or studios, they'll take 10% of your salary from the project, which is fine and dandy when you consider the alternative is getting attacked with a wombat named Jesus who hasn't been fed in a long, long time. No, Jesus, that's my face. It's not a trash meal at Burger King. <laughs> So what they're doing now is packages. It used to be you would get 10% from each person and try to get as many people onto a project as possible. But what's been going on is by packaging people up, you make a bigger incentive to get a network to pick up an idea in exchange for a big percent of the budget that comes with the show. And I know what you're about to say, what accent are you trying to do? It's annoying. Can you stop? And I can answer that by saying, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll stop, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, packaging has been used in game shows recently. Jamie Foxx has been attached to Beat Shazam, for instance. Rob Lowe with Mental Samurai. And then you have many of things like Ryan Reynolds having a new game show like Don't or Justin Timberlake with Spin the Wheel. And these are all packages. Barely any of these people created their own shows, and that includes LeBron James with Million Dollar Mile and the wall. So because of these packages, 
the agencies get a bigger chunk of the thing. And that's true in game shows as it is in writing. And the problem with these packages is there is a real effect on the working class in Hollywood. Because the agencies are paid the same fee no matter what, their clients' salaries don't affect their bottom line at all. And without the incentive to protect them, those salaries have dropped. In fact, mid-level writers have shown the greatest drop in income. And many entry-level writers spend years working for the minimum weekly rate and not getting paid for scripts. Meanwhile, with the agency so focused on TV packaging fees, screenwriters get almost no protection from free writing, late pay, and other abuses in the movie business. And that's awful because that means that the very agencies that were supposed to be looking out for the best interest in their clients are now the very people they are supposed to be in negotiations with, which means they could very well just screw over all of their clients if it means having them make the most money in Hollywood. And considering the anxiety that comes with streaming services, the WGA is fighting to protect the screenwriters against the agencies that aren't really looking out in their best interests. And that's why on Friday, a whole lot of screenwriters have decided to stop being represented by many of the big four organizations because of this very practice until they renegotiate with WGA and be compliant. So I know what you're about to say. Well, what the hell does unions and WGA have to do with game shows and a game show podcast? That's because at the very worst, if this thing does not work itself out, that means we will be seeing another writer's strike. The last time that happened was the mid-2000s, right on the cusp of deal or no deal. And I don't know if you remember this, but that was not a good time for game shows. It's gonna be big. With no script writers, there was no room for dramas, sitcoms, comedies, late night talk shows. And for that, that means we had to fill it in with reality competition shows and we had to fill it up with game shows. But because of its urgency, the productions and formats were very rushed and they just were not good. Everything was a knockoff of Deal or No Deal, or there was certain things that were just throw a million dollars at it and hope it sticks. The Moment of Truth on Fox, for instance, Amnesia on NBC, you had Set for Life, and yes, National Bingo Night. A lot of these shows were just not that good, but they had to be put on because television needed networks. And if the writer strike does occur again in 2019, what you're going to see is more of the same, and that's why I made this the ending section of my podcast. Yes, there's a whole lot of great game show news, a whole lot of revivals to be excited for, especially on ABC. Lots of new interesting formats out there to be shown, and I think with the game show fandom, everyone's seeing this with a rose-colored eyes because, oh wow, so many new game shows are coming up. But you have to think about it on a logical standpoint of, strategy by these networks why are they signing up a whole lot of reality competition shows and game shows because and this is my guess they are gearing up for a second writer strike and they want to be better prepared for this so while we are all celebrating a new world of game shows out there on television you're going to see that 
off the backs of tens of thousands of screenwriters here in Hollywood. And it's not just in Hollywood, it's New York and all over America. And that's why I'm a little unease right now. Yes, I love game shows, but I never want it to be off the backs of the talented people that are writing comedy, that are writing dramas, and are doing a whole lot of work that none of us really give them credit for. And to see this going on, this is unacceptable. To me, game shows are the best as a lead-in to these dramas, to these sitcoms. You can put a newlywed game or a family feud next to a hilarious family sitcom, and you can have that same level of drama on Deal or No Deal, and then right afterwards, a crime drama can unfold. You never know what to expect with a game show, and that spontaneous nature is why a lot of times you see syndicated markets put Jeopardy and Wheel at 7 and 7.30 as a lead-in to their dramas and sitcoms. So there's a major conflict of interest with these agencies and the very employers that they have, and at the same time, we're seeing networks try and save their asses by putting on a whole lot of game shows into production now. And... I, I I am stuck in a rock and a hard place because I like game shows and I like writers. But to me, I would love to see the writers at least get represented and get their fair share. And at the same time, like to see a lot of great creative game shows show up. If we are just speeding things through, we're going to see more poor formats. And when there's poor formats and the writers eventually get back after the agreements, guess what that means? The game shows get canceled, the reality shows get canceled, and typically, when there's a cancellation, it's not just the bad shows that go over, it's everything else that also gets canceled. So if you want to continue having this great rose-colored glass of Sunday fun and games on ABC, you better hope that the WGA can fix this with the agencies, because otherwise, there is a very good chance that we are going to celebrate summer fun and games all the way through fall and winter until they fix it and then whoops everything that you love is now getting canceled and i don't want to see that and neither should you so please please support the wga and support the efforts of these screenwriters yes game shows are a non-union job typically but i think we can get better and this is one way that we can fix this and we need to put an end to these packages because not only are they bad for game shows, they are bad for sitcoms and they're bad for dramas and they're bad for everybody except for these agencies. If we're going to protect the very people that are creating the shows that we love, we better protect them now because streaming services are coming. We are seeing Disney Plus in November. So I do not know when this strike might occur. But it sounds to me like a whole lot of these networks are trying to prepare themselves just in case. ABC has a whole fleet of game shows in production. You have Fox that already has a lot of reality competition shows in the form of their Ramses, their Master Chefs, their Mental Samurais, and their and their Beachazam. So they're fine. You also have SmackDown that's coming up soon. For for NBC, they have The Voice. They have America's Got Talent. They have Hollywood Game Night. They can stretch those out. They could even put in CNBC Deal or No Deal reruns if they're really desperate. And CBS has their reality show block. Last time a writer's strike occurred, they decided to put a Big Brother on during the writer's strike. So they can very well just bring back Big Brother and put that in in a time of a writer's strike as well. 
That is why I am a little concerned right now, and as much as I love game shows and talking about game shows, this is something that is worth worrying about. And I hate to end it on such a dour note, and I hate to basically ruin the fun of game shows, but there needs to be action, and I really hope there's a compromise now before it's too late. So thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Game Shows, I Suppose. Join me next week for another great game show being discussed. Until then, big smooch! Mwah!